0: This basketball edition of the Sun Devil Source Report podcast. I'm Zane Hopin, joined by Chris Cartman and Kaylen Jones. The Sun Devils knocked off San Diego State, ninety to sixty-eight. Fun fact: the first time San Diego State has allowed ninety points in a game since two thousand and six. It was correct. Two thousand and six. Uh, ASU, much like last year, limited on scholarship players, only had seven. Kamani Lawrence likely out until the end of December. Mickey Mitchell will be eligible. December 10th against Kansas. That'll be his first game of the season. But uh, first impressions of this game. The passing at San Diego State? Yeah. What the heck was that?
1: <laughs> 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 like, that that's as co- that's as not just competent, but as talented, a, you know, as good a basketball game I've ever seen at Wells Fargo personally. So there, there's a lot of upside with this scene. It was really exciting.
2: Uh, I got a bunch of texts and calls after this game from – Season ticket holders that have been watching ASU basketball for decades, and there was a lot of excitement. Like there was uh, multiple people said to me, sort of echoing something that I said before the season, which was this is kind of the m- most athletic yes. t- team that the Sun Devils, Sun Devils have had. Really, if you go, you got to go back into nineteen ninety five when they went to the Sweet Sixteen, uh, and especially with the, with the with the the athletic size, and we're not even really seeing all that. Because because they have some some bigger small forwards that are not out there yet, um, which gives them the opportunity to do to do even more. But that uh, to go from uh, losing in the in the at halftime by six points to like a fifty to. Whatever it was, 56 run, to
1: 28 outscored in the second half. That's yeah.
2: that was and 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 let's you know San Diego State has a new coach this year. It's a transitional period for that for that uh, program, but nobody's done that to San Diego State yeah. in in in, <laughs> in years. Like to just destroy them in the second half of a game like that, uh, it was pretty remarkable.
0: Yeah, I mean the one the one thing just watching the game for me, for them to have going forward two guys like DaQuan Lake and Romello White who are true. Post players. Yes. I mean, the last true post player you had on this team was Eric Jacobson, Jacobson. who, you know, yeah. more of a defensive guy. I mean, to have these two guys as, you know, Trey Holder, more than almost anybody probably in the Pac 12, loves to drive. And you see a lot of the times of last year, he's doing like the Steve Nash probing where he gets in the lane, has nowhere to go, and starts dribb- dribbling around in circles. Yeah. And now you've got two guys who you can dump off to who you know can finish and jump over guys, jump through guys, and play physical down low. Like, as important as the guard play is on this team, it's almost more important to have just, like, the guys who look at garbage buckets and just stand there and, and get presents from Trey Holder exactly. and Shannon Evans well, when they have nowhere to go in the lane.
2: Well, well, not just being able to dump off the ball or have it collapse and do something with it that way. How about just getting the ball up on the rim, knowing that you have two guys that can go get it? Exactly. And, get, and you're going to get more second-chance opportunities. And then that changes the way that you can play the game because uh, – most coaches will tell you, if we can't get offensive rebounds, then we have to be a transition defensive team which then kind of makes the game a certain way. You're not going to have that pace and excitement and all of those kinds of things. ASU now has the opportunity with this team, first time under Bobby Hurley, to, to uh, play a little bit of a different Style and and, he, and Hurley was always generous with allowing his players to get up a lot of you know borderline shots from the perimeter, but that was because they they, they, they didn't have enough yeah, they players to. to play a defensive game, and they didn't have any post scoring, so they had to do it that way. Yeah. So this is the um, first signs that Hurley can elect to do to do some different things with this team.
1: It was weird because like in the first half, in comparison to last year, you saw like Zay mentioned the lack of post presence. Is what made ASU, you know, they were checking up 20, 30 three pointers a game, whatever it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, in yeah. The, the first most half. And in, in the first half last week, they attempted 12. They only went two of 12, but, you know, they're only trailing by six, and they had a 10 point lead at one point. And you talk about the impact that Romella White and Daquan Lake have, just their scoring ability. I think that alone makes this ASU team more versatile, you know, I'm just repeating everything you guys are saying, but this is a much more versatile team. And, you know, Bobby Hurley, as you mentioned, Chris, like he has more versatility as far as what he's able to do with this team and they're much deeper. Like the fact that you're able to bring in guys off the bench and still provide a different element, you know, I, I think that makes this team even more expansive and, you know, there's a chance for to uncover a lot more.
2: Somewhat, somewhat handcuffed, of course, by only have being seven deep. Right, right, but, right. But, they're but able the to talent. do quite a bit still with seven yeah, that's guys. What I'm saying. When you, you know, assuming you do get Kamani Lawrence back and healthy for the Pac-12 play, and then Mickey Mitchell with his versatility, that should be able nine guys as long as you stay healthy and you don't have any problems. That should give you enough to be able to do everything that you pretty much want to do with this type of team, given their size and length and athleticism.
0: And we we've talked about Bobby Hurley having a great problem here, having you know a good amount of guys that he can put on the floor, but you know with the injuries with the injury to Kamani Lawrence and then Mickey Mitchell not being eligible until December 10th we're probably not going to see a stable rotation for this team until a couple of games into conference play right which i don't i don't know if that's a good or a bad mm-hmm. thing i mean they can probably turn into a good thing given that those two guys are expected to be big contributors well, and they're already playing like this well
2: the the challenge will be it, it, like a lot of people are saying oh they this is a tournament team well you can't afford to lose games that you shouldn't lose in the non-conference and still be a tournament team, and you have to know your identity when you immediately are thrown into the wolves when yeah. you're playing Arizona and all these you know teams start conference play three games on the road, right? So, I think that's a very good point that you make there, and um, and that's something that that Hurley is going to have to navigate. Uh, be- and also, you know, we may not know exactly what the identity of this team is or what. How they play their best version of themselves, um, despite what just happened against San Diego State, until you're well into January. And th- so that that's a potential downside, uh, you know, from from their limitations right now.
0: Well, and to piggyback off that, I, I wasn't expecting to see a, a two big man lineup with Romello and DeQuan Lake, and it didn't really seem like Hurley, Hurley was Hurley wasn't. He he said <laughs> when Kamani got hurt, they're like, yeah, let's try it. Yeah. He said after the game, we haven't even really built out that
2: package, right? But that's what I'm saying is that if you if you can still create opportunities to get shots up around the basket when you have those types of a- athletes who can get off the floor quickly, rebound second, third chance opportunities, uh, it, it just gives you something different. You know, it, the game it, it doesn't have to be that structured if you have the best athletes. Yeah. And. and Uh, And ASU is not going to have the best athletes when it goes and plays against, you know A half dozen of the Pac-12 teams, but at least it will now be in a comparable Thing with seniors who have been there before and understand what they're doing. Keep in mind uh, ASU Led the Pac-12 last season in fewest turnovers per possession because they have very good guard ball handling skills and, and decision-making, right? So I think that that's another element that really bodes well for them moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, NAU, tomorrow night, very winnable game. UC Irvine, obviously another very, very winnable game UC on UC Irvine's Sunday. pretty good, but, that, but ASU obviously should win at home. Two more home games, then they go to Vegas, take on Kansas State, and either George Washington or Xavier which, I mean, at this point, you kind of have to hope they play Xavier because Xavier's going to be the first tournament team they would have seen all year. Yeah, definitely for them, yeah. Expected to, expected to be a top, you know, five to six seed again in the tournament this year. So that'll, that'll be their next first really big test, assuming they get there. It's almost, um,
2: better, to, it's almost better to, like – just play a game like that, even if you lose, for what ends up being your RPI. Well, just, you know, especially you know, on the strength. road. I mean, for I mean, sure. as
0: important as the Kansas game is, you'd, you'd rather have a road game against someone who's not Kansas but exactly. is also a, a good opponent Correct. first. Um, final thoughts? Yeah, uh, They're, they're well.
1: super athletic. <laughs> I mean, there, there's so many different ways that this team, just early on, as you guys have already said, there's so many different ways that Bobby Hurley's team can beat opponents or at least compete with other teams this year.
2: Yeah, I think the, the biggest surprise was Daquan Lake's capability. Uh, didn't really put up huge numbers in junior college, wasn't that broadly recruited at a high level. And uh, a guy who's 6'9", or maybe you know 6'10", on a good day, but with a 7'2", wingspan, big hands, athlete, gets off the floor, showed actually some pretty good touch and creativity yeah. with his back <laughs> to the basket. And uh, a good post area presence defensively and shot blocker. I think um, they, they ASU was surprised uh, based upon what they'd seen from him in practices. Sometimes, sometimes guys are just gamers when you get energy and, and all that. It seems like maybe he's that um, Vitali Scheibel now. Maybe ends up being the guy who's once they get everybody else back is kind of like on the cusp
0: of the rotation there you have it ASU hosts NAU and UC Irvine this weekend before traveling to Vegas next week but uh for now thanks as always for listening